Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Rotatoes. Welcome to Arc 2, Episode 3, Part 1. I'm Zach, and I'm here al- alone to, uh, today. Uh, you know, Jasper was was here last week on his own, and so I'm here on this week on my own. It's like in uh, Scooby-Doo, you know how when they one guy will like run through a door, and then someone will run through a different door in the back, and they just keep missing each other. So it's like Scooby, and then it's like a, you know, like a, a, like a deep sea diver. And then, you know, Shaggy goes through. None of them see each other. That's kind of what's happening right now. It's kind of exactly like that. So anyways, we're back here. Arc 2. The rotators are heading across the uh, the Sapphire Lakes. Uh, you know, they, they just encountered some pirates, which is not great. Not a great start to their adventure. But hopefully things will turn around at the creepy uh, lock that, that they just got to. I have to imagine so. Um... You've been great. It's been great talking to you. Great hanging out. Uh, enjoy part one of episode three of arc two. Okay, later. And now presenting the Rotating Heroes Podcast. Welcome back to the Rotating Heroes podcast. I'm joined by the rotators of the second arc, as always, so far, for the third time. Uh, here we have them. Uh, on, uh, you know, clockwise on my screen, we have Allie Beardsley. Hey, what's up? Allie, of course, plays Nance, the uh, human monk, 6'3", with an arrow in her butt. <laughs> Next up. We got uh, Turbine Spizzlesink, a.k.a. Mike Trapp. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) That's all I have to say. I just have to say hello. How many arrows does he have in his butt? (laughs) I have five, but it's contraband. It's not stuck in. I'm like (laughs) muling arrows. Between between your cheeks, you have stuck five arrows vertically that you're trying to sneak off the boat. Walking very upright, real, real tiny steps, real clenched butt cheeks. You're a little no. Uh, <laughs> None of them fall out. And you know, a guy who has a, a arrow stuck in his arm, or did at one point. Uh, we have the Loxodon Druid uh, Grib, aka Jacob Waisaki. What's he gonna say? What could he possibly say? Oh, <laughs> I knew it. No, I, I, I knew it's it. here. It kept us waiting for a moment, but then, ooh. I had a bit of it's an unstable connection, and I just had to, I just really guessed when the timing was on that. 
Oh, God. Well, it's good to know that oh. you immediately have an unstable connection, so hopefully this works out. Hopefully we can record. I I just found out I've been paying for 5G for four years and have not had access to it. Whoa. Got is slammed it a password by issue? They just, like, I have, like, a dusty-ass old router, and they're just like, oh, but our bad. Oh, miserable. Oh. <laughs> Too far? Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for someone listening to this, if that stays in, going like, oh, yeah, who farted? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's connected enough to my sentence that it's like you get that it's part of the sentiment and not somebody just like ripping ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of ripping ass, let's get into the recap of last episode. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we opened with a str- long reminiscing about high school hijinks. Truly, too long talked about high school. Truly, Three 11 hours, minutes of I this say. two hour episode was dedicated mm. to pre actual <laughs> episode talking about what we did in high school. So now let's talk about middle school. Um, right. Oh my God. <laughs> a, lot, a lot more difficult. I'm just going to pull down my yearbook. I'm gonna put on the Ataris. I'm gonna I'm gonna get oh all misty eyed. Oh. I remember in middle school. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. We'll keep going with the recap. Just because I know I know this is gonna be a, a, a doozy of an app. Last episode, the rotators set out from Salonport in hopes of making it to the far side of the Sapphire Lakes. Aboard the seagrass helmed by the turtle captain Yareth Squall Dancer, our team found themselves crewed up in order to gain passage to the distant shore. But annoying rich people and petty co-worker drama wasn't all they had to put up with. No! Hopes for smooth sailing were immediately dashed when our crew was ambushed as they left the shores of Solenport. The rotators found themselves in a battle of boats. Our heroes fended off a local pirate gang, known as the Salt Breakers, from overtaking their ship and who knows what else. The battle was long and intense. Uh, Grib called upon his fiery mushroom ally, Zwam. Nance cracked open a double down and took an arrow in the butt. Mop got his ass kicked, and Turbine <laughs> used some old obelisk tech to hypnotize the enemy captain. With all the pirates defeated, the seagrass was dangerously off course, but with the help of the rotators, Yareth was narrowly able to avoid a series of disastrous rocky outcrops and an extremely pissed off giant crab through the quick actions and skills of the rotators, letting them sail safely out further into the salty waters towards the next stop on their journey, the ancient canal locks connecting the two bodies of water. And that's where we are today. Okay, you guys, uh, you you find yourself... Jacob miming drinking a cup of tea at (laughs) Allie, who just took a sip. Uh, Of a real cup. (laughs) So you, you, it's uh, very funny to imagine imagine us being able to mime stuff at you that makes you laugh and fucks up your audio, but no one will know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's extremely helpful for me. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, you all find yourselves on the other side of this sort of dangerous stretch of water that you're on past the, the pirates that you just recently defeated in a more calm area of the salty waters of the East Sapphire Lakes. It's pretty much empty from here. Like, there's, like, maybe some distant islands uh, far out to either side, but, like, you have a pretty clear path to uh, what is obviously the next step of your journey, the uh, canal locks between them. And it's, like, it's, it's like on the horizon, these canal locks. Yareth pipes up and is, you know, tells you guys that, like, 
Um, well, uh, we have a full night of sailing ahead before we get to the locks. Um, everyone uh, take care of themselves. It's been a busy day. You know, we were through. We went through a lot. You see that crab? It was huge. Um, and it not was to so mention, pissed off. So pissed off. It was so pissed off. Extremely pissed off. Anyways, well, we're through all that. Um, we have some time to kill between now and uh, tomorrow when we hit the locks. So, yes, uh, rest up. Uh, great work, everybody. I give a give a big round of applause. Thank you. Wow, <laughs> for me. Thank sure. You. Everybody's clapping for me. Um, <laughs> you do a dance. He's, he feels. Uh, you really did something for his confidence. Oh, great. <laughs> um, I was so, just reacting. I feel awkward when someone gives what seems like a big speech and no one really reacts, so just felt like applause is the right thing to do. I start clapping for Turbine. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. No, that I, was a great point. Wow, I actually do feel something, though. <laughs> I wish you didn't say that last part. I feel <laughs> worse now. <laughs> he walks away. I applaud. <laughs> yes. Ruben's just been um, just sort of staring into the horizon with a like sort of like Saving Private Ryan high pitched squeal in his ear. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so yeah, this is a, a, a different time for Grib. I mean, like, what do you? Well, I I, I guess I should ask everyone. Like, you kind of have the night to do what you want to do before you like rest up. Like, uh, is there anything anyone's trying to do? Get into. I think I beeline to Bexy, and I'm just like, wow, what happened? What is... Fill me in. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's like... this. When is, you say I, that, are you spelling it like T-H-I-N-K-U? Sorry, what? Are you saying thank you? T-H-A-H-N-K. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, oh, That's okay. That's how you spell okay, it. Great. Look it up. Don't be an idiot. Okay, yeah, you're right, okay. Bexy. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this is, like, obviously the hardest charter I've ever been on for me personally. And, like, Whoa. of course, like, um, the, on this trip where, like, I'm feeling worse, uh, this is, like, the one where we go the furthest out we've ever been and so that's like really upsetting for me and like Whoa. i hear i've heard nothing but creepy things about these lock keeper the lock keeper guy and the people who live out there and it's like i don't um i don't think i should have to put up with that and i think i should be Whoa. firm with my boundaries Whoa. well you know i always support you with your boundaries, Bexy. And I mean, like, what are the creepy things that you've been hearing about this lockkeeper guy? I don't, I mean, like, nothing that specific, just that he is like just a, a nasty old man who uh, doesn't <laughs> treat his people correctly. Like, he's like a bad Whoa. boss. Like, Whoa. Yerith is gross, but he is not a bad boss. I'll say that. Yerith is disgusting, but yeah, he's a really <laughs> good boss. <laughs> I so you didn't go this far on your last trip when you were with Niles, Dave, Connor, de Blasio. Are you talking about Connor? Yeah, Connor, definitely. <laughs> Niles and Dave. I can't believe you brought up Niles. I'm so, I'm so sorry to bring up all of these exes of yours. I I just get them confused. They all sound so hot, especially well, Niles. I tried to cover up Niles' tattoo with Connor's tattoo, and it didn't I saw work out. That. 
Um, yeah, it kind of looks like Connor's so much smaller language. than Niles. Um, look, <laughs> to the point, to my point, I no, I mean, like, in fact, almost no ships go out this far. You need a permit that costs a lot of money to get to the the Sapphire Lakes uh, to cross Whoa. through the canal. Um, so, like, a lot of people can't afford it. So that's like kind of cool, I guess, to mm-hmm. to be on a, a vessel that is spending so much money. But like, yeah, whatever. I'm. I mean, I, clearly this rich family is paying for us to go super far. That's kind of great. Um, and you're not rich, you say, right? Like you wouldn't not yet. happen to have a little extra cash on you, like right now. Like a buck? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Like we can start out a. We could start out a buck. But I, I mean, it's like, gonna yeah, take a little I bit I guess more. I have like a buck on. What are you going to spend? What are you going to use a buck out here cute. for? Vending machine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she gives you a buck. <laughs> Thanks so much. And then I stay there. Like, it would have been a lot less awkward if I took the dollar and left. But no, I stay and I just put the dollar <laughs> in my pocket. Well, she's too self-involved to even notice. She's going to just keep talking <laughs> about, like, her exes and what it's like to work on this boat. Have you seen Cream? Should we go get her? Have I seen cream? I don't yeah. know. I, I I mean, like, I I think I saw, I heard some, like, skittering little paws somewhere around here. <laughs> I mean, that could have been anybody. I mean, yeah. it's either Yareth or... <laughs> or... <laughs> He's so gross, right, baby girl? I what mean, a great I'm, I'm saying it in a, like, I know I'm being kind of naughty way, and I can't believe you jumped on board. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so you guys continue to talk and look for cream uh what else is everyone what is everyone else doing could i i feel like i'd be uh uh, i want to sort of like follow up on the fact that we just had a bunch of pirates board and um we we knew that they were looking for someone but we weren't sure who right um yeah that's sort of where we left off can uh can i like um I, i guess maybe talk to I don't know who would, who would be the best person to talk to. Maybe I'll just talk to Grib. <laughs> sort of, I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll rendezvous with Grib and just sort of be like, that, that they're who do you think they were looking for? Oh, <clears throat> I, I'm not quite sure. I'm still Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm absolutely shell shocked. I must say. Oh my! <laughs> I must oh. say. Was this was this you entering the first kill gang? <laughs> God damn <it>. I've... <laughs> Hashtag first kill gang. Hashtag first kill gang. I must say it was my first kill. And mm. When I took this job, I expected to be doing simple things. Scraping barnacles, bringing in luggage. Uh, I did not think this was a deed that I would be participating in. Do you, uh, do you want to you grab a drink and talk about it or something? Uh, roll a uh, insight check, Grib. It's so small, I'm afraid to hug you. Oh, wow. A natural one. Yeah, this little kid should have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I don't normally um, participate in libations, but I suppose one couldn't hurt to help wash away this nightmare of a day. Yeah, you know, like, I'm pretty into, like, um, uh, a beer and um, uh, whiskey sours. You know, those are kind of my jam. Um, uh <laughs> You sound like a sommelier. Racking his brain trying to remember the two drinks he drank yesterday. Jesus, what a fucking uh, nightmare this has put put us in. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess you guys head to the bar. Um, Yeah. uh, Todd is there, and he's, like, serving 
Todd is the bosun, but he's like, you know, there's it's a smaller crew, so he's like uh, helping serve the Dugan family. Like, mm. uh, the, it feels like all of them are kind of, you know, lushes on a vacation cruise. They're in the room with us? I, yeah, there wouldn't be, like, if you're trying to get a drink, this would be the only place you could do it. Um, Great. But so I, yeah. sidles up to the bar and it's like, it, like, he looks he looks like he's kind of putting on a show like he's definitely he's not as confident as as he as he's pretending to be here and sort of like bangs on the bar and is like ah ha, hot toddy my man uh, a, a little a libation for to steal the nerves of my good my good friend grib here give yeah. me uh and then um, I, I scan the back to see if i can see can I see the any words on any labels on any bottles behind the bar? <laughs> um, are you like on a chair or? Uh, sure, yeah. But I'm like, uh, it's like you know when you go into a bar and like the, the 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 bottles are way in the back, you can't always really like get a clear clear view of them. I mean, there are a bunch of dusty bottles. It's kind of hard sure. to tell. There's like, um, uh, yeah, some like elven wine that is like probably made by humans and called elven wine. You know, like uh, there, it's it's really like. I guess what I'm getting at is I don't think Turbine knows anything about alcohol. He's just looking for something he can order, and I um, want to see if he's able to actually pick before something. Before you out order, that... Todd's gonna cut you off and be like, "Guys, just make yourself a. I'm, I'm a coworker. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you. I'm serving the guests." <laughs> that sounds Todd. about right. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> Figure it out, okay? Apologies. <clears throat> so I'll pop. I'll pop back and just pour us two, uh, two little brandies or something. <laughs> Two little brandies. A little brand. I pick up a little brandy with two hands, like a uh, thimble, a thimble, and, and <laughs> Jesse Dugan Senior is like out there, and he's like I, drinking some I wine. I cheers him. He he's like, all right, I love it. You guys clocked out. You know it, buddy. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm a. I'm you know, like I like to have a, a drink or two with um, peep my staff at our restaurant this is a senior he's basically saying the same thing as his son did um <laughs> yeah you know i'm a cool boss as they say but um you know it's it's like uh i think it just means you're sort of down to earth if you can have drink with the help right <laughs> hell yeah buddy and i love being called that i huh? love being called the help awesome <laughs> call you help awesome you remind me of my friend astrid yeah <laughs> and i like that were you um alarmed by the uh the thing that went on today um uh, make a i mean do you want to make any kind of checks to do this like is there a skill that you could uh yes i will um i don't know where cream is but if they're you know around or underfoot can they give him the help action <laughs> <laughs> So your your question is, I don't know where my dog is, <laughs> but could they possibly help? <laughs> Grib. Yeah. I, don't In know. His I mean, check. make a luck check to see if Cream is nearby. Okay, I'm sixteen. Just, yeah, I guess Crib. Crib. Uh, uh, Cream <laughs> walks up. Cream, a notable notable uh, student of um, uh, human nuance, will help us uh, help me with. Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess maybe like an insider perception check just to sort of see, because uh, I'm still sort of curious about what they were here for. And since these folks are very rich, that seems like a good guess for, yeah. for maybe if they're looking for a hostage or, or kidnapping or something like that. I'll just do basic charisma. Just like I'm just trying to be chatty. Just so, like... so I think that would be like a persuasion probably. Um, and real quick, can you make an animal handling check? Yeah, sure. 
Are you serious? Oh, yeah. yes. Great. Yeah. Um, well, I rolled a 17 for my charisma check, and I rolled a 14 for my animal handling. So cool. You pick, rolled... up, you pick up cream. You're holding it, and, uh, <laughs> and then you roll that 17. Now you can roll it with advantage. Just roll another. Uh, yeah, 17. Okay, so like holding the dog is like pretty disarming. It's a cute dachshund. And I'm sorry, did, uh, Turbine, did you roll something? Uh, I, I rolled just a perception, just to, I, I'm, I'm like, Grib is talking, but I'm just sort of watching, uh, Mr. Mr. Duggan, uh, to sort of see if, if there's like, if, if, if I can catch anything on his face. Yeah, I mean, like I guess a, it would be an insight if you could. Just an because... insight, sure. I can do an insight instead. I mean, I guess it's, it's all the same, really. Uh, oh, okay. It's all the same. So yeah, we can just call, <laughs> it's, it's the same modifier and everything. So we can call that insight instead. Uh, but I got a 16 there. Okay. So on your insight check, you would notice that like, yeah, he's pretty drunk, and it's probably because he was pretty nervous. He is, like, trying to do this, like, good old boy thing, but, like, it's, like, thinly veiled. Like, he, mm -hmm. he was, like, kind of shocked. You uh, you would also know with that, like, he seems to be looking at his family, and they don't seem to really be noticing what's going on. It Whatever's going on is, is what more do you mean, about What's going on? Our it, conversation or what's going on on the boat? Like, they don't seem nervous. Like, they're on a trip. And he is on a trip for a reason. Is kind of what it feels like. Mm. Um, uh, Grib, with that seventeen persuasion, it seems like he's nervous and he wants to talk about it, but he also kind of doesn't know what the like. He wants to tell somebody some like a bad secret is kind of what it feels like. Mm -hmm. um, and so he uh, he looks at you and he kind of like he motions over to the side. Uh, and he he just like wants to sidebar with Grib alone, I think. Um, so I just kind of take him by my my arm, and it just sort of lugs around his shoulder, and it's so big it just makes him look small. God, uh, the arm is just so curved that it, you almost lose the frame of his entire back. Wow, you're a huge fella, aren't you, man? I feel really safe in your arms. Um, well, when you're on this ship, I will protect you at all costs. So, um, I feel like since your staff, if I tell you something, you can't tell anyone. Is that okay? <laughs> That's the ship rules, Captain's rules. I saw you absolutely uh, scorch one of those pirates that came <laughs> after us. It was something. It was something else. So, like, I'm telling you just because, like, uh, I don't really. I think it might be helpful for you to know this, but. Um, I've really, as you might say, fucked up. I've really fucked up bad. Uh, he's like sweating a little bit. Tell Grid Boy. So like, if anybody asks you, I'd, I'll deny it completely. But uh, uh <laughs> good, see, good, yeah. yes, yes. So like, I'll, I'll be like, you're, you're a fucking liar. I'll say that. I'll say those exact words if anyone. Yes. If yeah, anyone else yeah. Would. I'm a dirty rat. Fuck a liar. I'll say you're, yes. you're nasty liar, and uh, and I'll say your character is out of line, but. So, anyways, um, so like the families of Aurora Avenue, like they're pretty. Those are you know kind of the older families in our neighborhood, and um, there's a lot of decorum and a lot of like weird old alliances. And I've been working, you know, uh, there's the kind of the two bigger families are the Vokes family and the Delchamp family, and uh, I've been working under the Delchamp family for a really long time. They've been really good to me. They helped me start the Lord Dugan's restaurant and bar restaurant and bar um because we have both and uh 
on the side, uh, well, you know, we've been dealing with the Volks. Sometimes I hit a point where uh, I, I got myself in a little bit of trouble because I'm a, um, as you could say, uh, a bit of a uh, gambling addict. And uh, I, ah, I, yes, there's the important part that sort of puts this all together. I guess you know, I bit, I got, I earned a bit of a reputation as uh, people would call me the never fold gambler because I was so <laughs> tough and tough on hands, you know. And um, it they, turns they out they called you the never fold gambler because you were so tough, not because you would refuse to fold your hands even if you had a bad I'm tough. hand. I don't fold. Okay, I'm tough. I just want to be clear, it's because you're tough and not because you would just wouldn't fold even if you had a hand that it would probably be behoove you to, to fold. Yeah. Well, it turns out that is, there's some logic to that because <laughs> I really, um, I was uh, gambling against the Vokes family um, and some other nefarious characters and uh, I lost bad. Um, I probably, there's some tactical advantages to folding, it seems. <laughs> and uh, I was going to lose my restaurant, Lord Dugan's, and uh, Roland Vokes ended up saying that I could keep it instead of making him, you know, instead of him taking it from me, he, he let me have it. Uh, but it would cost. A, yeah, a bit of a cost. He said I had to do him a bit of a favor, which didn't feel like that big of a deal. I mean, at the time, it felt like a great idea. And then, uh, well... Uh, the the Delchamp family asked me to uh, take a trip out to the, um, the far side of the Sapphire Lakes to to have sort of a diplomatic meeting with the with the family that um, is lives in the Kiptide Mountains next to the the forest out there and um, a lot it's it's an older alliance between the Delchamps and the and the Cutlers uh, the Cutler family is a really powerful family that lives on the far side um, and uh, I think the Delchamp family has drawn a lot of power from that that one major family that's on that side of the waters and uh so anyways so I, i'm i'm on a, a you know a scheduled diplomatic trip and uh you know roland folks came up and asked me to take something across the waters for them take a couple things and i what kind of things i don't know it's um i just tried to know as little as i possibly could about that and just kind of ignore it and um and so I think when we were leaving, I think the Delchamp family caught wind of that and hired the Saltbreakers to come after us. So you don't know what you're, you don't know what you're bringing to these families. It's just the one family, the Cutlers. But uh, I know that there's gifts from the Delchamp family in there, and you know some other stuff. And I don't, I just left it at that. It's, a, it's some of the cargo on the ship, then. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, he's he, he nervously takes another big sip of his red wine his teeth are completely red at this yeah, point let's get absolutely hammered friend let's get absolutely jacked up tonight i bet you can't finish that wine in 30 seconds Rotatoes. It is time to thank our next sponsor, Hero Forge. Did you know that from the 2nd of May to the 9th of May, which is right now, there is 10% of all physical miniatures. That's color printed plastic, premium plastic, regular plastic, bronze, and color standees. You get 10% off, and plus there is free shipping, including international shipping, which means I will be getting on that right now because it always costs me a bomb to order stuff from overseas, and I love the fact that there is free shipping included. 
You can also add new merch items whenever you want to your order, which includes Hero Forge pins, shirts, dice, whatever you want. There is no code necessary. Just head to heroforge.com and start building today. If you don't know what Hero Forge is because, I don't know, you've been living under one of the many rocks of Amalar, it is a fully customizable tabletop miniatures. They are absolutely amazing. I've built so many of my characters in there to give me a nice little visual aid, and I've ordered some of them, and they just come out so, so well. So, if you want to get your custom mini in a variety of different materials, or even a downloadable file if you're lucky enough to have a 3D printer at home, then you can do so at HeroForge. So that's HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today. And don't forget to check back often as there is new content added every single week. HeroForge.com today. 10% off until the 9th of May. You know where to be. That's it for now. Let's get back into this week's episode. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Thirty seconds. Time me, and he takes. And he just starts draining you know, it. So the, just to clarify, one. You're two, set up with the Del Champ, correct? Sorry, what? You're you are. Are you timing the, me or what? I'm timing you. I'm <laughs> and time. Thirty-five seconds. Shit. All right, well, you owe me a dollar. I gave my up. last daughter dollar to that lady. <laughs> Wait. So what were you gonna say? Now just. Uh, Maybe it's the the bit of uh, the booth that's made these little hazy to understand, but you are originally in the pockets of the Dilshamp. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And the Volks, because of your debt, have made you sort of pull back on that rubber band. It's making you smack your own your own family a bit. Yeah, I am absolutely fucked. Like. I, I had to work with my enemy. It's almost like you don't have a clear alliance at all. Well, not anymore. Jesus. I was trying to play like a... <laughs> he, an analogy I will use, not uh, as him. Is like, he was just like a dumb mafia guy who, who over-dealt his... You know, he over-played his hand, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. Um, <laughs> and uh, now he kind of doesn't have any... He has no clear route out of this at all. So, yeah, you know... Uh, but I always figure it out, you know? I always figure it out. And then it takes another sip of wine, like, <laughs> clearly not going to figure it out. <laughs> cool. Well, I should probably hit the hay. Do you, do you think um, anybody else would be coming for this cargo? or? I don't think anybody else will come for the cargo. I think that they were just trying to stop us from leaving. Um, and I where think, is uh, the cargo? I don't think you guys should go that stuff well, i didn't say i was gonna go through it i just want to know where it is so it can be protected do i still re- i when we were loading up i kind of said that i was like keeping track of the cargo. do i still remember where i mean the cargo is? is in the cargo bay like right. you would i think you guys would 
would see where it went. I don't think he would know what was what, but you can. Uh, okay. See, I guess what I'm trying to clarify is like, is does he know it's a specified box or it's just like jumble jammed in between all of the other stuff? He does not know specifically what it, it is in. He's like not the kind of guy to have actually moved anything by himself. He probably couldn't even totally. find his own stuff in there. So it doesn't have a big tag that says like Dugan on it. So his favor was very much like a, I'm going to look this way and you're mm-hmm. going to do whatever you're going to do. So mm-hmm. cool. Great. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, ch- I cheers him and I, I wish you luck, friend. And as long as Thank you're you. on the ship, you'll be okay by me. Awesome. And uh, I'll call you a liar, so watch out. Yes, I'm <laughs> a dirty pig fuck liar. <laughs> He's confident in this plan. Um, <clears throat> uh yeah so what are y'all i mean are y'all gonna i feel like up? yeah yeah can i slink on down to the to the cargo hold cool just, just go into the cargo hold by the way i mean if you guys pass me and tell me the plan i'll join but i'm probably doing yoga cream cream tell nance that we're going <laughs> to the cargo bay <laughs> that's great yeah cream, cream comes up tell nancy meet us in shoe. the cargo bay <laughs> i could do an animal handling check to scream at cream to go get nance yeah, I do it. <laughs> My animal handling isn't great. Uh, that's an 11. Okay, Cream hey. walks to the other side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> cream, cream. Cream. I guess I'll try Jesus. and do a quick little animal handling check for the fun of it. Oh, absolutely. She stays on the other side of the room. <laughs> one of the other crew members xander comes up and he's like do you want me to go get nance <laughs> uh i mean yeah sure awesome yeah i'll do that uh <laughs> this guy xander who you guys have barely talked to goes and gets nance um so your your buds want you i don't know why oh great they asked your dog to do it but it didn't oh. seem like a good idea uh i don't know <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, she she only takes her commands in French. Where is she? <laughs> Not sure. Probably in that room. Uh, I'll go find mm-hmm. her. He goes okay, and finds thanks her. so much. Yeah, if you could go do that. Let her know I'm looking for her. Okay, <laughs> he I go back. meet up with her. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you guys find the cargo hold. You like It's like the lower section of the ship. It's um, mm. pretty dark in there. There's just a ton of like store goods in there that are just like generally the ship supplies. Make a, uh, make a perception check if you uh, well, before we do our perception check, I'm just going to cast Produce Flame to create a 10-foot radius uh, dim light. Cool. You do that. A little flame flickers around. Ooh, I got a nat 20 on that perception check. Ooh. Awesome. Holy shit, a nat 20? Okay. So you, you go into the ship. You can immediately tell what stuff was just the ship's stuff, and then you see the area where like the Dugan stuff came in. Mm. You know that they're like really rich people. They have like people do this for them. There's like a lot of personal effects uh, here. Like too much stuff for like one trip just because they're rich people. It's just how rich people travel. Um, they have like a ton of clothes, like some perfumes, like it's just like, you know, fantasy rich people stuff. There's like a it's water like, purifier in here. Like, Why are there so I mean, many it's useful, but it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but to the side, I think you, uh, you would find on a Nat 20 there's like a little bit of a, an area that's off to the side mm. that there are some like nicer looking things that seem like gifts. Mm. And among mm. them, uh, uh, in an area that feels like off a little bit to the side of that, they are all packed in a certain type of crate 
and these crates look a little bit different uh like they're mm. of like a different wood and so it's like not from their personal effects uh you s- see like a big case of wine um mm. and then you then you find another uh crate that has next to what was from the dugans from the delchamps uh there are some items that that look like really well made there's a uh you find like a package that has like this uh ornate like chain shirt in it um mm. there's what seems like uh there's some stuff that seems like it came from the dugans that are of this type of item uh like it's sort of uh, a nicer gift uh and then there are some things that are like the kind of similar quality looking gifts that are in a different package um can i can i open the stuff from in a different package yeah the ones that that seem like they're not from the dugan family yeah um you open you can open the the lid uh if you'd like and yeah i'll I'll open the lid cool you open the lid it's like kind of packed with hay but there's a um a few guys hey (laughs) (laughs) there's a few little boxes um there's a uh a sword in there Mm. you find a like it's like a scimitar with a uh sort of a black sheath Mm. uh there's a what looks like a little box with a ring in it and there's this like ornate looking like silver shield and then if you want to box, the other box had that uh the one from the dugan family has like this like metal chain shirt and a nice looking sword as well got it whoa so all that talk about like delivering items to families like is, is there some sort of are we delivering like a, a horse head into a <laughs> into a bed here like is there some <laughs> some significance to these items here can i do a history check i guess yeah, I mean, I, I odds are you won't actually know exactly the intention here, just because mm. um, I'm not steeped in uh, the 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 history of. Uh, roll a check and see how you do. Sure, probably not going to do it. That's a twelve. Yeah, I mean, you know that they're doing some sort of diplomatic mission, so they're probably just like kind of taking nice gifts. Um, okay. And that's what the on the surface what the Dugans are supposed to be doing. Beyond that you can speculate on what the other stuff is. Can I do an arcana check on the boxes? Yeah. 16? Without knowing what they are, you feel like there's probably some magic to this stuff. Do you have any spells or anything that you'd like to use? Or I mean, is there anything that you have that would... I don't have, like, uh, any... Currently, I don't have any, like, identify or detect magic or anything like that. That Xander guy followed you guys down there and is like, holy shit, look at all this stuff. Whoa. I actually read about something recently called, um, like, peacocking. Yeah, tell me more. So it's, like, this really cool shit where you get get hot people to like you because you're, you're wearing <gasps> weird stuff because you look different, like a peacock. Because oh. you know how they oh. wear weird shit, right? Yeah, peacocks, peacocks are always wear- putting on weird shit every morning. Yeah, yeah, it's like how Peacock puts on a big, like, furry hat, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't Whoa. know. I might a vest with a bunch of pins from local ballpark. <laughs> um, so Xander, yeah. do you dare me to wear this shirt? <laughs> that metal shirt? Yeah, do you dare me to wear this shirt? Fuck yeah. I dare you. All right, I'm gonna I dare fucking, you, too. I'm going to fucking... Okay, Nance, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's going to break I, his small I, bones. I put on the I put on the shirt. Yeah, you look so cool. It's uh, well, like you look like you're mean about it though. You look cool. But the idea is to be mean, I think. Oh, okay. Like, um, fuck you. Wow, perfect. 
Wow, this is gonna now. How could you not like me after that? Hell yeah, man. That's what I'm understanding about this. Yes. You're telling me hot people will like me if I wear a metal shirt and, and tell them to go fuck themselves? Absolutely. I think I, I go up to Xander, I put my arm around him, and I'm like, hey, uh, do you know anything about these, these Dugans? Because we're kind of wondering what all this is about. I mean, we're seeing some clothes maybe they brought for them, but it seems like a lot of swords... I don't know. I don't fucking know what they brought. I mean, they, they're rich. It's rich people doing rich people shit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, There's no, like, card, right? Scroll. There's not, like, a little scroll that's like, um, I hope this gift finds you well, and here's why I sent it. Here's exactly why I sent it. Uh, there is one like that from the Delchamp family without that. I mean, like, not exactly worded that way, but essentially saying, like, uh, talking about the bond between them and pointing at their diplomatic partnership. Hmm. Okay. What do you guys think? Are we... I mean, it seems like it's just like, at least the data that we have now, it seems like it's just like a bit of a shady weapons deal, which, you know, there's nothing really I feel like I'm going to get in the way of at this point. So I, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to just try and pack everything back up and be like, let's be aware that this is on the ship. Yeah, I, I think Turbine's probably in the same boat. It's like, like, I don't really have anything to track this or or uh, keep an eye on it, really. So, like, good to be aware of it, but also doesn't totally seem like I shouldn't take it. <laughs> That's what I want to, but I shouldn't. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think, like, just sort of being vaguely aware of it feels, feels right. I think Nance is going to just quickly run her finger lightly over the swords like are they sharpened are these like actual swords for like fighting um can i kind of pull it out a little bit and be like is it sharp is this like a weapon that can be used to hurt someone yeah i mean you you find that sword uh it seems like a really nice like black bladed uh scimitar like it's a very like piratey feeling weapon um Mm. it feels like a a powerful sword. Um, well, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I guess let's pack it up. Cool. Um, but before we go, can I can I cast um, alarm on the uh, on the cargo bay? Hell yeah. Cool. Um, what? So yeah. What's the language of that? Basically, like I can um, I can choose a door, window, or area within range that is no larger than a twenty foot cube, and basically, if any any tiny or larger creature like touches thing touches it or comes into that area it will either make a mental or audible alarm so i'll just choose a mental one it's basically like i cast it on the crate so if anyone basically if anyone other than us touches the crate i'll get a little like ping in my brain it's like someone's touching the crate awesome wait so how long does it last did you say that's a good ass question there zach Uh, (laughs) five minutes eight hours okay (laughs) hell yeah great um awesome yeah i mean like you guys pack it all up you put that alarm spell on. Um, is there anything else you guys want to do before you go to sleep? Um, as I lay my head to rest, I pull out my satin envelope. <laughs> the coveted satin envelope. Big reveal, big reveal. And I know that I saw it earlier and that it was safe, but now that the day is finally wound down, I want to take one, one last look inside and make sure that everything's safe. Cool. And I peer in, and inside the satin envelope... Is a single seed. Rib sighs. Relief. <laughs> My seed's there. He pats it. And he packs it back up. And he lays his head to rest. 
Grib oh, reseals Lord. his satin envelope that is, of course, a letter-like envelope that has a sticky point <laughs> that he can lick and then close, and it is, of course, made of satin. Um, that's exactly what he was, of course, just flopping around as you're trying to lick it. Extremely <laughs> uh, um, arousing. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is this is Grib's memento seed, a seed that he he was had with him since he was born, and he assumes it's it's from where he's from, and he wants to plant Whoa. it one day. Amazing. Um, oh, cool. Great. Well, you guys all. Go to sleep. There's yeah. like a little like hammocks, uh, like a little uh, crew quarters um, that you're all able to bunk up in. Um, cool. It's, it's I, I, you know a little awkward to sleep in these areas, uh, and it's not super comfortable. But like you guys are completely beat, so it, that that helps you fall right to sleep. The next morning, do I wake up hard? Should, should we long rest? Do I wake up hard? Yeah, you guys all get a long rest, uh, <laughs> and then do we all wake up hard? <laughs> yeah, all of us. Cream. Oh, God damn it! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Roll for it. What do you want me to say? Ah, uh, six. I'm not. Yeah. I am not joking. Guess what I rolled? Nat twenty. <laughs> I guess I'll roll a charisma oh to see if I wake up hard or not. <laughs> Nance is fucking stimulated. <laughs> <laughs> she is stimming. She's well, I'll, let, I'll leave it up to everyone to describe this themselves if they want. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to draw just a little boundary for myself there. I don't mm. want to okay. describe All right. uh, how hard people are. It's uh, fucking unbelievable. The next morning you wake up, Everyone feels great. Nance, uh, will you roll a d12 for me? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, a one. Okay. Yeah, you were you didn't sleep great. Like you woke up and you feel worse. Um, you you all have the benefits of a long rest, but Nance, uh, now your HP max is reduced by one. Hmm. Yeah, roll an insight check if you want. Please, yes. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> If you're trying to remember exactly what happened, like, yeah, there's it's there's a number of things it could have been, but 18 is good enough that, like, uh, something about picking up that sword felt odd. Uh, oh. Uh... As you all wake up, Yareth begins to, like, he has a little bell that he rings, and he's like, okay, everyone, all crew to the deck. The other crew members rush up and uh, approach the deck. I scurry up behind them because I'm a good little boy and I got to be on time. As you come up from under the ship, you look out and you are, you on the deck are looking up at the massive locks ahead of you. As you get closer, uh, you see, you, you can really tell how much lower you guys are than the other lake. Mm. Um, it, it, yeah, it feels like you're in a canyon beneath it. It feels like you're approaching like a big leaking wall, like, Edges mm. of this canyon are like there's like little tiny waterfalls and streams throughout the distance of it. But as you know, from where you are, the only way to get above it or get up to it would be the lock in front of you, which feels like as you approach, like basically like a castle. As you get closer, Turbent, you've probably noticed this. Like in contrast to the obelisk, this is actually just seemingly like a really old man made structure. Mm. Um, it's like a huge, massive feat of engineering, but it's also, again, just really old, relatively straightforward technology. It doesn't have like 
you know, like electronics in it by any means. Sure. As you guys get closer, Yareth uh, comes up to the crew and starts talking to them, and he, he takes in the the gate itself, and he's like, "I, I haven't taken a vessel this far in some time. Um, mostly people like to see the locks and then turn around. I, I don't think many people at all even get permission to cross the locks." Though, you know, of course, our charter was paid for by the Dugan family, so we actually get to do it. Uh, but to be honest, the lockkeeper is kind of a jerk. I don't really like him. He has a reputation for treating his workers poorly, and he's just a grumpy old man. He smells weird. Strange guy. But uh, what's nice is, actually, though, on the way back, we can just take one of the tributaries down. We can, um, we don't actually have to cross this again, so that's nice. Um, what, do you, what do you mean by he's weird? He's just like a weird guy. Like, okay. um, he feels, it feels like the guy who would like, um, how am I put this? Like, if you had a party and by some miracle, he brought like a dish or some drinks. Mm. At the end of the party, having drinking a bunch of other people's drinks, mm. he will take his drink back, maybe try to snag a few other things. Definitely mm, put a little sampler food. pack together. But yes. Did not really contribute to the, like, it was almost more of a deposit that he was going to take back. Not like contributing to the spirit of the party. That's not normal. He'll probably ask to borrow a DVD, and then mm. you will never see it again. <laughs> He's horrified by this. Um, <laughs> so as you guys get closer, the first gate itself is fully open. The ship drifts into that area. Uh, kind of coasting now. The sails are down just because it's like you don't want to be going too fast. Um, And as you get into the first lock, you're in a basically a hundred foot tall box. And as you enter that area, you hear this really loud groaning noise. And at the turn of like a chain, as the gate behind you slowly closes. Um, And then... You don't hear or see anything. You guys are oh. just stuck in this area. Was that uh, supposed to happen? Is there something that's supposed to open in front of us? Or like the the water level would rise at this point, and we would just sort of, you know, we'd float up to the next level. So ah, great. Yes, um, Hark, Lockkeeper, we have permits from Silent Port. Hark, 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 Hark. hark. Uh, hark. hark. Hark! 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 Harold! <laughs> it's been about Angel. four and a half Sing. hours saying Hark. Um, and if you're not familiar with locks, let me describe a little <laughs> bit of how they work, just because people may maybe don't know exactly how this works. It's um, a smoked salmon that... <laughs> <laughs> so it's a salmon that's been smoked. Uh, no, a lot, a canal locks are like, um, if it's going to a higher elevation, uh, this would look almost like a combination between of steps with like gates between each step uh, that on each gate is like a water elevator. And so you are at the bottom of that right now. Um, trying to get to the top of this. You, uh, from where you are, where, you can't really see the other sections, but... Where would the lock keeper normally be? Because presumably the lock keeper would be like handling the mechanisms or something. Yeah. And- He's not responding to us saying "hark." I don't know what else we can do. Is there, uh, make is, perception is, checks if you would. Not one on my roll. 
I get a 14. I rolled an 11. Yeah, so you're just in this essentially like castle-like box and this wa- this lower water level. The water is like sloshing around. So pretty much all you can hear, it's like kind of an echoey water sloshing noise. Uh, there's like algae all over the walls. There's a couple of crisscrossing like metal um, walkways that are graded so like water doesn't fill up the walkways. Um, so as the water is sloshing around you, Turbine, you got a 14? Is that what you said? Yes. Um, you hear, yeah, you hear the constant backdrop of these, like, these, these waves sloshing around this little compartment. But behind you on the gate that closed where you guys just came from, you kind of hear this weird sloshing um, accompanied by these, like, creaking steps. It's like a loud dripping noise that sounds sounds like water but different from what you're hearing constantly it's almost sounds like a sloshing bucket filled with water with that has like a bunch of holes in it you hear that pinging off of like the, the metal structures up there above you guys i hear a sloshing that sounds like a bucket with a bunch of holes in it yareth looks like oh, he's very astute <laughs> you see a form at the top of that gate it looks like an older man but Something is off about his... He's like a little weird. He has stringy, greasy, long hair. And he's like balding, but it's all wet. And it's Mm. like pressed against his face. But it isn't just that his body is wet. It is bloated. He looks like a drowned corpse. Mm. Um, He has this bloat to him that is clearly from that. But he is standing and walking and looking at you. And through his like wet, matted hair, you can see his eyes, and they're these cold, glowing blue eyes. And you see like a <gasps> swirl of like frosty air around him as he looks <gasps> at you uh, down below. And he says, "Who seeks to pass through my gate?" Hark! Uh, I am Turbine Spizzlezink, and we are trying to. I heard he was weird, guys. I heard he was weird. Uh, we're just trying to get up through these locks. We do have permission. Yareth looks at him and he looks <laughs> horrified. He, this is, he, he, he mutters to himself. He's like, this, he's like a weird guy, but like. Oh, this is too weird? This is something else. I think mm. this is something else. Yareth tr- tries to yell out to him. He's like, I, I have uh, permission. We have permits for this. Um, he uh, holds up the the permits that they have to pass through this area, and the lockkeeper looks at it and says, I have received new orders. None shall enter, none shall leave. Uh, and after that, he raises his sword in the air, and then he swings it down. Who is on the deck right now? Uh, I think I am. I, yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, rushed up there. I will, I'm a say, good little boy. I will say that I'm on the deck. I'll play ball. So everybody make a uh, DC 13 dexterity saving throw. Shit. Oh, boy. Not 20. Whoa. And it's an 11. So uh, that's a 10. So that's that's not going to do it. Okay. Um, Nance, you're not feeling great. You, you had a perception check where you were just <laughs> noticing how much your stomach felt weird. Uh, your health is not where it was. You're kind of questioning if you should have picked up that sword or not. But as uh, you see this creature that was seemingly 
has changed in some way. Something something kicks in. Uh, he he raises his sword and he lowers it. Uh, you see other bloated corpses from his side <gasps> of the wall pop up and they raise these little crossbows that are all dripping with water. They're covered in barnacles <sighs> and they all shoot out a volley of arrows at you guys. Nance, on a nat 20, I'll say you don't take any damage at all. Uh, you're able to duck behind, I guess, Grib. Uh, yes. Both Grib, Turbine. I like to imagine Nance is just flexible enough that she just like like a like a wacky wavy like tube man is just all of like yeah, like yeah. bend between a, a volley of arrows. <laughs> all right, Zach, how okay, much damage okay. are you gonna do to us? So all of the other crew members actually passed. <laughs> um, uh, I'm a little hungover, okay? In pretty much every respect, but they do right. pass this. Um, all right. And, uh, but everyone here if uh, who failed takes 15 points of damage. Yikes. Yes. Wow. It is bad. That's a lot. Um, what are you at, Turbine? Uh, 22 out of 37. Uh, Mop is like, ah, Jesus Christ. And, and uh, everyone <laughs> is suddenly aware of the existence of Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Mop um, took the arrows fully, um, and so did uh, Yareth, and the the rest of the the crew members were able to take half. Uh, Nancy, you're not taking any. You guys are in a really bad spot. Uh, roll uh, first. Well, roll a perception check and then roll initiative. Oh damn! Uh, <laughs> that's a Another six on my perception. Man. That's a six on my perception. I got a seven with a critical one. Just a real. real you know what? I might go ahead. And, I might use a luck point and just please uh, re-roll that, thank you that so much perception thing. Jacob, uh, for our purposes, if you get a one, you get a one. Great. So you don't. It, it doesn't like get the dirty. It doesn't. It's plus. not boosted. It's a critical fail. I think. Perfect. I like that. All right. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna use a luck point. I like that. I love that for that me. I love how that. that is, and that's great. Uh, that's just a 10. That's not much better. Okay. God damn it. Fuck. So yeah, your perception checks are pretty bad. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> we know. I was just hit with a bunch of arrows, so, you know, forgive me for not noticing what's going on with my, uh, my surroundings, Zach. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, uh. Everyone tell me their initiative, too. Oh. Oh, uh, let me roll oh, that. Oh, shoot. 18. Uh, 14. Oh my gosh. Eight. Cool. Um, okay. Yareth is at the top of the order. He's, he's, um, uh, looking around panicked. He's like, they, they are the drowned ones. Uh, we must get out of here. We, uh, and, uh, he looks around and he's, he, um, he notices, of course, the obvious, the water level isn't rising. He's like, well, uh, we need to, to find the valves and, uh, uh, turn, open the valves so that the water floods this chamber. Thank you for listening to Arc 2 of the Rotating Heroes podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it. If you have and you want more Rotating Heroes in your life, you can listen to the Rotating Heroes podcast over on our Patreon where you'll get access to episodes months early. That's patreon.com forward slash rotating heroes. You'll also be able to hear the exclusive Arc Box, which is where this crew talks about what has happened in the last episode. In this arc, we have Jacob Waisaki playing Grib, Mike Trapp playing Turbine's Fizzles Inc, and Ali Beardsley playing Nancy Ray, 
began. Your DM was Zakoyama, and this episode was produced and edited by Zakoyama and Jasper William Cartwright. That's me. Bye.